All right. Hey, we everyone. Back. Welcome to another week of Girls With Fun. Woo, woo, woo. All right. So we're just going to get right into it. So we're going to go over the news. And this is starting from the 28th of September. Um, that's the last time that we recorded. Well, we recorded on the 27th. Whatever. We're starting from the 28th of September. <laughs> All right. So. Health and health. Exactly. kind of how today's episode is going to go. Just like a little bit of confused, chaotic energy. But we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> <All right. laughs> exactly. So, um, starting from the 28th. So, it was released that BTS would be collaborating with Jason Derulo um, for his Savage Love remix. Pretty sure last time when we were talking, we saw that TikTok. And I just like completely just... <laughs> like didn't even put like two and two together that oh wait are they actually collaborating on this like why are they doing a tiktok I think together I was, like, asking you if the tiktok existed i was like oh this is where this came from and like maybe that got cut but i'm just like you can't even blink for two seconds i think i said this on the last one like i had gone away and i missed like a week's worth of content it's just wild. Yeah. And so I was like, what is this TikTok? Why does Jungkook have a bun? Like, and now we've seen bun cube like 15 times since. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. <laughs> I think the problem is, is that I don't have TikTok. So I just saw what was on Twitter. And of course, everyone on Twitter cropped out like Jason Derulo and the other guy who I'm assuming like produced it. Josh. Um, yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it was just a Sorry, video. TikTok army. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It. <laughs> so it was just a video of BTS like doing the dance and then I then like finally like way later I saw like the full TikTok and I'm like wait a minute <laughs> we're getting a collaboration here and then they finally released the news on the 28th that we're getting a or we got already a remix <laughs> um which was released on Friday. So <laughs> what do you think of the remix? Um, I'm like in a weird headspace with Jason Derulo quite frankly like <laughs> I'm just taken back to this era that like maybe I personally would not want to be taken back to like I remember my friend's ringtone in 2009 was like whoa 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 what did you say <laughs> how did no, I know you were then, missing like, that exact song then, like, I, I was going through I was like oh it's like Jason Derulo like what other songs has he done since then and there's so many but it's, like, 2009 to, like, maybe 2012, 2013 was, like, peak Jason Derulo activity. So you have, like, Talk Dirty to Me. Um, yeah. You have uh, Wiggle. Yeah. Um, you have, oh, Ride in Solo. That was definitely a jam at one point, not gonna lie. Um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, I had heard his song on TikTok but only the first like 20 seconds of it because that's how TikTok works. But the like lax siren beat or whatever they're calling it, I just like, it kind of makes me anxious. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, I love it. I, I saw like a funny tweet, which I guess I can save for later about how like Jungkook, Hobie and... Well, basically all of them. Who else had a verse? Suga, right? Yeah. Yeah. They just, like, it was, like, they, like, outdid Jason Derulo on his <laughs> own track. And I was, like, like, insert Chrissy Teigen meme here. Like, the cringe face. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I like it. I listened to it a couple of times. But will it be in my frequent rotation? Probably not. Mostly I was just confused. Like, <laughs> why are we collaborating with Jason Derulo in 2020 like no offense but like you're saying um I like the last Jason Derulo song I can recall is like Wiggle I don't know when that came out it feels like forever ago the Snoop I like too I think so I think so like yeah my only um thoughts about Jason Derulo today is that he's like on TikTok he's like a tiktok master so like other than that i'm like should i even say this like he's kind of corny so i was just kind of like <laughs> i do kind of 
for like being king of TikTok, I guess. I mean, or like being really active on TikTok. Yeah. Because he was like appealing to a new generation of people, let's say, yeah. that is not my generation. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like it. I like the track. It's like a collab feature. So I always feel a little differently about those than I do like Pierre Bonton releases. Yeah. It was definitely stuck in my head. Won't lie. I definitely found myself singing it quite a few times this weekend. Um, so he's good at that. Well, I'll give him that. <laughs> uh, more yeah. so, which I guess what would be what, what we would talk about at the end. Should I save it? I don't know. I'm going to talk about it now. <laughs> it was just basically we can, like, we can I, I said cut and crop and I was like we can <laughs> we can cut and crop and put it later basically the timeline being like shocked about Jungkook cursing <laughs> which is like okay this is another confirmation that you guys don't listen to BTS music actually like do you just only listen to like their singles you haven't listened to any of their past discography because they curse in Korean all the time. And I'm not saying necessarily like Jungkook, but like, why are you shocked that any one member is like cursing? First of all, he's grown. <laughs> I think I think the problem is that I think because he's the baby of the group, you know, yeah. everyone's like, my sweet little baby Jungkook, which like, I'm definitely guilty of thinking that way at times. But like, he is a full grown man. Like, we right. have to accept this fact. I guess it's not even so much about people being shocked is more so people being like i don't like this yeah that's that's like another level to me yeah like they were like offended by it i'm like okay hold on <laughs> i admit i was a little shocked to hear him say it just because i don't think i've ever heard him curse in english specifically so it was like ooh, that f word was real strong there <laughs> it was like <laughs> i also saw all these tweets like he pronounced the hell out of it. Like, exactly. So it's like really like, spicy the way you said it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm like, whoop. All right. <laughs> anyway, that was funny. It wasn't like, oh my God, I'm going to unstand because Jungkook's cursing on a song now. Like, all right, calm down. It's not that serious. I think it's weird because you definitely have like, um, there's many kinds of army, but in this instance, two kinds of army, you have the ones that are like, I feel like they're drifting away from their old tough image and message. And then you have the people that are like, John, you cursed on a track. This is unacceptable. And I'm like, are you guys like part of the same fandom? Like, where are you at with this? Like, it's funny. <laughs> Too much. All right. Um, next bit of news, which, hello. The best news I would say this week is that we got number one again on the Billboard 100. Oh my God. How crazy that we were able to make a comeback. Like, we were doing, cons we were consistent, which is awesome anyway, that we didn't just like free fall. Because so many people said we were going to just free fall out of the top 10 and we weren't going to ever make it back. We've Hater been consistent. And now we're at one again, which is awesome. And not just number one, but we had a billboard all kill because we were number one on the global 200 chart and the global 200 excluding the u.s chart so we're out here killing it i heard that there had never been a billboard all kill before they were like bts inventing new like awards. exactly so yeah so here we are um shouts out to army that's like still going hard they were like i was like waiting on them to get online and like celebrate <laughs> like i think jimmy did like a day later <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, it was weird. I I was like, okay, they're definitely up to something because why have they not posted? Or is it just already become normal to them? Like five weeks, right. they're like hair toss, whatever. We want like, from like I'm... screaming somewhere to just like being over it. Right. I don't think they're over it. That sounds harsh, but just like you know. Yeah. I mean you know they've already like given their thanks like many times they don't have to like keep coming on and like thanking yeah. us like, yeah. but I, I gotta ride into my virtual like, arms <laughs> maybe a little bit like you know another like crying emoji or something <laughs> yeah they need to have that yet another one yeah but anyway that was great um and then also on the 28th we started bts week I was Jimmy's waiting plan. for you to bring this up. Yeah. 
And I feel like that was, you know, most of what went on for the rest of the week, of course. Just watching Jimmy Fallon every night, seeing the performances. Can you remember what you said that you thought the song that they would do? What I thought they would be? Yeah, because I can't remember. Uh, I don't. (laughs) There's no accountability here. I do not remember what I said previously. I think I was expecting Black Swan, which happened. Um, I think I said on, which did not happen. Um, I was hoping for an older one, like maybe spring day. The one day, uh, Jimmy Fallon was talking about like, oh, it was the day that John Cena was on BTS week. First of all, John Cena, you're a real one. He had like two minutes on national television to talk about BTS and his monologue was just like, Awesome. It was so emotional. I'm like choking up. Like literally my throat feels clogged like thinking about this speech. But like he um he was talking about the rap line and and Jimmy said something like, Yeah, the rap line's great. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're about to get a cipher on like TV, but that didn't happen. So that prediction was inaccurate. I thought they would do blood, sweat, and tears. I was really rooting for blood, sweat, and tears. But yeah, that didn't happen. I was trying to figure out why the timeline was thinking they were going to do Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Like, where did that so, come from? So, on Thursday or Friday morning, you know how people will pretend to be, like, the billboard charts or people will, I don't know, pretend to be, like, a verified account or something? Mm-hmm. Um, someone tweeted as The Tonight Show the emojis for blood sweat and tears which the tonight show had been doing uh, for like black swan and for some of the other ones like microcosmos they did some like sparkly emojis or something and the tonight show actually responded to them and was like no <laughs> so <laughs> um <laughs> i think that added fuel to the fire right so just to be clear because i didn't actually say it but they performed idol they performed home they performed Black Swan, Microcosmos, and Dynamite. Um, I don't think I was expecting them to do Idol. I definitely wasn't expecting them to do Home. <laughs> so that was oh awesome. I was like screaming when Home came on. Yeah, like to do a full Home performance because Home is so slept on. Like <laughs> I don't even want to say slept on, but it does not get the recognition that it deserves. They've done Home like a few times. I know they did it on like um, one of the year end events, but like we just don't get home enough. So to see them give like a full fledged stage basically for home was just awesome. I'm like, I need to hear this live. I don't want to keep seeing it on TV. I need to hear this live and in person. Like, please. I know. <laughs> please. I know. I know. <sighs> I don't actually ever remember. I think you're right. They did it at an end of the year show, but I was trying to think back. I think they did it at like one muster and maybe an end of year show. They performed home like cumulatively like two or three times total. (laughs) And so like seeing it on American television and sort of live time, I was just like, you know, middle of the night crying basically. Yeah. But yeah, it was tough. And we are not going to gloss over that idol performance. Um, Oh, fantastic so idol is not my favorite bts song i will get that out of the way i do like it i have to be in like a certain kind of energy for it however i was definitely in that energy that night what a way to like kick it off pretty much because that was insane right their outfits the whole like mix of like modern and like historical korean yeah visuals was just like killing me of course jungkook's fun like just all of it i saw a tweet about how um hobie's like red belt his like corded belt thing was something that generals would wear in the past in Mm -hmm. korea and -hmm. then a couple of the members also had like other historical korean i guess accessories or belt pieces that they were wearing Mm -hmm, so just diving into that and seeing people's explanation i was yeah like they're really coming on american tv like oh you like this english single well we are so korean so brace yourselves (laughs) and i kind of love that energy for them 
Yeah, I felt like they were making a subtle statement that like, yes, we just released a song in English and it's doing well, but please do not forget that we are Korean. <laughs> I will say when Jimmy was like, are you going to release another song or other songs in English? I was like, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, I know. In the background. It's just kind of like, what article? I think this was in Variety, which I was going to bring up later. Um you know, people keep asking them, like, you know, you said you weren't going to release a song in English, so why are you doing it? And I'm doing just kind of like, okay, yes, I did say that at one point, but people change, situations change. That's why we did it. Like, mic drop, like, stop asking me about why we're doing a song in English. And if we're going to do more, it worked at that time. So that's why we did it. If it works again, then it works again. But like, I don't know, like, I don't need to hear, I don't need to always hear a song in English from BTS, you know? Like, I, and I don't yeah. want the general public to think that they have to release English songs in order for them to have the success that they've had with the song, you know? Like, we we are supporting BTS because we support BTS, not because they release an English song. Yeah. <laughs> it's I not will the reason say, why it's so popular. In the vein of English songs, before we move on, I do want to say... This might be a kind of unpopular opinion. So on the first night, we had the rendition of Dynamite with the Roots. And I thought that was really cute and such a good way to kick it off and kind of familiarize people who might not otherwise be familiar with BTS with them. It was a good intro video. Um, I was really surprised that they did Dynamite again at the end of the week, which I guess in retrospect, I should not have been surprised. Like, of course, you would cap it with your most recent hit or, you know, your biggest one at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I guess it felt slightly anticlimactic to me only because we had already seen it at the beginning of the week. But I guess I should have been expecting it. And I loved that last performance. We finally saw Roller Ring Bonked on. So I'm not unhappy with it, but it was just not what I was expecting. And then I was really, I was kind of thinking about it. And I was like, that just goes to show you how much new content or different content we get from them all the time the fact that there's like one repeat song and I'm like that's so strange like it's not normal (laughs) you know so I will fully admit that like I was expecting blood sweat and tears on the last night I don't know why because it's a 2016 song like of course they're gonna do like something newer but I guess because we had it on Monday I was not expecting it on Friday yeah I I think the songs that they chose was a a great selection to show that they're variety and the things that they can Mm do you know they gave you like you know a slower it's not a ballad but you know a slower more chill song with microcosmos and they gave you like you know differences with home and black swan and idol like all these songs sound completely different from each other so it just really showcased the talent that bts has and you know that they're capable I guess people would probably assume that BTS just makes like straight pure pop music. That's what I usually hear when people talk to me about BTS, but like, no, they make a variety of sounds. They're like multifaceted. And I think the songs that they chose really um, showed that well. So they didn't do boy with love, right? No, I didn't think they did. I remember being surprised by that, but I want to make sure I wasn't hallucinating since it was like one in the morning. Yeah, no, they didn't. Um, I expected that they were going to do Dynamite again because they didn't do a full thing. But yeah, I guess I could see why it was like, okay, why did they do it twice? But anyways, yeah, that was a great week. I'm like, I want them to do this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Thanks. Shout out to Jimmy Fallon for even giving them that. Yeah. Um, Their games and stuff were so fun as well. Like, right. Tay- and j-hope doing the like my jacket is stuck in a car simulation i was just, <laughs> it's crazy yeah. it's just yeah. they're so funny and my brother was like he w- he came over one night and he was watching it with us and he was like do you think they're weirded out by american shows making them do weird stuff and i'm like definitely not <laughs> let me show you some variety shows they've been on in the past and he was like <laughs> not ready <laughs> but um no they're always like game for anything which i think is really fun and hilarious yeah and I, I hope that both of my parents now know all seven members names so <laughs> good job bts week yeah see that's great i hope that people you know who may have heard of bts before but didn't really know about them or 
who were, you know, mildly interested in them were able to see this and become even more interested in them and want to like, you know, purchase their songs and like check them out even further, you know, or hopefully it maybe eliminated some prejudice that people may have had against BTS just to show like all the things that they're capable of, that they're not some like machine invented (laughs) fact, like, you know, factory man-made thing by some Korean company just coming over here and taking over America, which is what some people make it seem like, like, no, they're, they're artists just like the artists you like in America. They just, you know, are of a different culture and speak a different language. (laughs) You know, it's not that, not that different from anything you're listening to in the West. So I just envisioned someone asking Billie Eilish, like, so will your next song be in English? (laughs) Are you going to do a song in Spanish? Like, stop asking. Exactly. All right. Moving on. Um, BTS was on the cover of Variety magazine. And boy, did they look great. (laughs) Those cover photos were top tier. Um, I'm not going to like go into detail about the contents of it, but it was an interesting article to read. Check it out if you have the time. I actually have not read it. I saw that many people were very divided about the content in the article, but then people were saying this isn't really an article for us. It's more an article for like industry people, etc. So I don't know, but I, they also had a scandal because they put the font in red and I guess red right. is historically used only for deceased people but then I will say Variety did go back and change it to yellow so yeah so that was good yeah um and then it was announced on October 1st I believe it was announced but anyway that BTS will perform on the Billboard Music Awards on October 14th which I don't I don't know if it was announced or if they just like milked a commercial during Fallon week because I was just watching and then it's like BTS like a whole commercial for Billboard and I was like really (laughs) yeah I wasn't really surprised I'm like haven't they done this for like the last few years I kind of expected it um the nominations for billboard were disappointing anyway if in 2021 they do not nominate them for what they should be nominated for then we riot (laughs) (laughs) because it's it's getting like annoying at this point to be quite honest but yeah. I won't go into much detail about that. Um, and then on the 3rd of October, BTS submissions for the Grammy, um, for Grammy considerations were released. And they have submitted for uh, MOT7 for Best Pop Vocal and Album of the Year. And they've also submitted for Dynamite for Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Pop Duo, um, Best Pop Duo Group, and... I guess best music video. So we wow. will see dude, what they get nominated for. I don't know when they release that. That's like in November. Um, but we will see soon what they're. I'm sure my timeline will be a dumpster fire, and that's how I'll know yeah. one way or the other. Because honestly, like the way Dom- Dynamite is doing, if they don't get nominated <laughs> for at least like record of the year or song of the year like it doesn't make any sense at this point or like pop duo or group like come on at this point they should get nominated yeah we don't have time for me to go into a rant of like how i'm feeling about this it will be a long rant but i realized that grammy does not take into consideration sales numbers um which is part of the challenge, I guess, because if it were, then hello, we would have been there every year since like 2018. But um, yeah, what I have a lot of feelings about the Grammys. Then? That's what my thoughts are. What are they taking into consideration then? What is it based off of? Well, that's the problem, right? We've had this like gatekeeper conversation. It's based off of pure like subjectivity. It's ridiculous. Of, like, what has cultural impact and it's like um hello <laughs> I, I mean hello. For you. <laughs> yeah yeah they meet that metric so <laughs> I mean yeah I feel you I'm right there with you I'm just like so over 
I, I mean, I said this last year when we started out the pod. I don't think we need external validation at this point. I want it because they want it. But do I give two blanks about the Grammys? No, I do not. Because if you look at the history of the Grammys, there have been other really consequential artists who have been left out or just ignored Definitely. or never had a nom. And it's just purely opinion driven. By who? By like people who have cultural capital. Who is that in the US? And who is part of the Recording Academy? Just ask yourself who's making these decisions. Not to be all conspiracy theorists, but just saying. Yeah. Right. It's just frustrating. I just know that they want to perform. Like they're not even asking to win a Grammy. Like they're just, they just want to be nominated so they can perform at the Grammys. Like, imagine a BTS Grammys performance. The the creativity and, like, the scale that they give us at these year-end award shows. Imagine them doing it in front of, like, all these Western artists, producers, old-timers that need to retire, gatekeepers. Like, <laughs> just imagine that. I just want them to stunt on the entirety of the Western music industry at the Grammys. That's really all I want. It's my own selfish desire. <laughs> I just want to see it. I just feel time. like they did that on Fallon Week. I saw all these tweets like, no budget when I'm on the set. They literally had like rotating floors and stuff for home. And then they were in like a cathedral for Black Swan. And then, you know, they're at all these historical monuments for Microcosmos and for Idol. And like you know, I mean, they're roller skating. It's just like they spend so much money on that. Like, I don't disagree. Like, definitely they showed out on Fallon Week, but the level of visibility would be completely different from a Grammys award show and Fallon Week. That's true. I accept this. Like point. the viewership would just be different. So, yeah, yeah. No, I need them on that Grammy stage. <laughs> I really do. <sighs> but anyway, that's all for the news this week. So we can move on to our topic of the week. Our topic of the week is brought on by this article. Oh, I'm going to mess up this name. Okay, I'm going to say it's from the the r3journal.com. It's, is it Rizomatic Revolution Review? Anyway, the article is entitled K-Pop, What's in a Name? And so basically, this is a K-Pop versus BTS pop conversation that we're going to be having today. Um, okay. I guess I felt it was time for us to finally have this conversation on the podcast. Get a little <laughs> edgy with our topics. Um, like we don't So this article was written. <laughs> I know, exactly. But, you know, this is, like, a controversial topic in, like, army world or just K-pop fandoms in general. Um, The argument is always whether BTS is considered K-pop or have they evolved past that and become something completely different, which we have just coined BTS pop. And so I thought it was a very interesting conversation that we could have on the podcast because it's just a mess. But anyway, this article came about because in early 2020, I'm just going to read the introduction. It says, a conversation between nine self-identified armies from six different countries took place via a Twitter group chat. And during this conversation, participants ruminated over the statement, BTS isn't K-pop which is a claim frequently asserted on social media within their networks. The discussion led them to asking a host of questions and a lively discussion ensued. And two of the overarching questions and themes were what exactly is K-pop and why do some fans feel compelled to make a distinction between BTS and K-pop and is this response warranted? And so this is a very interesting article. I definitely re uh, recommend that everyone goes and reads this because it's a very interesting conversation to have. Um, they invited a host of, I guess what you would consider experts 
um, you know, a lot of them have like PhDs and masters and um yeah, like Korean studies, music. I know Elliot Sang is a journalist. I follow him. Yeah. 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 Some of them are journalists as well. I'm going to kind of read the questions and then we can just discuss. And so what is K-pop and what is it not? So first, I guess I'll ask you what you think it is and then we can talk about what they what they discuss. Sure. I do want to preface my thoughts with the fact that even the prominent army in this panel like even the panelists had varying definitions like one person said that uh, let me let me credit them um so like okay so stephanie chase says she says unlike the term j-pop k-pop was not coined by the domestic industry but was first used and widely circulated by international media and fans however then immediately later, Cedar Bo Seiji, right after, says the term itself was coined by Koreans because people were classifying Korean music as J-pop in online spaces, such as iTunes, and Koreans were understandably upset. Koreans use the term K-pop pretty loosely. It's most often a synonym for Daejeongayo, but because it is a term that is conscious of the international eye, some people use it in a way that is closer to how I use the term idol pop. So I'm not going to read her full answer, but I would just like to preface my own answer with the fact that there's a lot of disagreement. So I would probably consider K-pop to be, I guess you could say, idol music or like Korean pop with a very visual element. And I would also probably include um, a really high level of fan artist interaction as compared to the west where there's basically none or very little yeah so for me i guess when i think of k-pop i think of more along the lines of idol music um not just necessarily korean popular music because surely there's other songs in Korea that are popular, but they're not considered K-pop in the same right. sense. So I would definitely think of it as as idol music. And like you said, there was much discussion about what K-pop actually is um, and like how to define it. And I guess I just found it interesting that like what's what's the element that makes it Korean? Um, which sometimes it's not even like necessarily the language because it's most often used, but not always. It says ultimately the K represents the presence of some aspect of Korean culture. This might not always be directly in the music, but can exist through various cues of the music including the Korean language, which is most often used, but not always, the style of music, production, style of distribution, and style of performance. And so I definitely agree that when you think of K-pop, you think of like, you know, like the way the music videos are produced, the way they're styled, the the way that they perform. Um, it's definitely completely different from pop music as we know it here in the U.S., like the level of performance is just completely different the level of like detail is totally different from what we have over here um and that it's not just one certain genre of sounds which is what I think pop music is in general um it can follow one specific genre like I think pop music now is very hip-hop laced or like R&B laced mm-hmm. it kind of all like it'll mm-hmm. kind of take a similar sound for most of the music and pop music today and I think k-pop has definitely followed the same kind of trends of you know like k-pop now today is kind of more kind of more hip-hop also some like like EDM, like, 
yeah also some kind of like edm like dance music i think if you look at k-pop probably prior um like i i don't know prior to like 2013 so maybe like earlier it was a lot more like dance pre-bong-tong sounding yeah I, i guess i'll say that it was a lot more like dance influence more edm so the sound definitely changes but it's not just one consistent genre. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, so definitely let me know if we're not ready to talk about this. But I think this first question is actually where the root of the BTS is or is not K-pop come from comes from. Because like depending how you fi- define K-pop depends on whether or not, I guess, you consider BTS to be included in that. But I think... I think people's perception when they say that it is not K-pop, I think that there is um, an underlying dismissiveness there to what K-pop is. Or if not dismissiveness, you have a very set, you're taking a more narrow definition of K-pop if you exclude them from that. Because in my perspective, they are Korean and they are pop based. Um, so that would include them in that. And they do have the visual elements. There is high level of interaction with fans. Um, however, I think if someone views K-pop as like part of a machine, as you were talking earlier, or a really heavily, I hate to use this word, but like manufactured sound. Um right then maybe they would be excluded from that. I would say their tracks are very produced, right? It's not like they're a lo-fi pop bedroom pop artist. You know what I mean? Like they have good equipment, good producers, good production all around. Um, But if you think it's more that like dancey sound, let's say, you might exclude them from K-pop. No, I'm like, I guess it just depends on how you, like you were saying, how you, how you would define K-pop. Like most of what I've seen from the experts, they were basically saying that K-pop can best be regarded as an industry, not so much a genre or a sound. Um, so therefore, most of their responses was that BTS would fit into K-pop or their definitions of k-pop because of how they how they promote they go on music shows they do the same thing that all other k-pop artists what would be considered k-pop artists do they promote in the exact same way the manufacturer not of their sound but of like their products yeah um their marketing skill is exactly the same a hundred percent like I don't have any Ed Sheeran yeah exactly (laughs) like Like I don't (laughs) the music videos the the way they're saying they um they're created is like very similar like it's just pretty much all basically the same the one I think the one thing that I think defines them or separates them apart from like other k-pop artists which people routinely point out was how they started and the prejudice that they faced because they were hip-hop based and that they weren't k-hip-hop which is completely and totally different from k-pop that they weren't k-hip-hop but they weren't exactly k-pop because they you know like wrote their own music they were like heavily involved in the like the creation of their music which is this thought process you know that k-pop artists usually are not involved it's just kind of like a manufactured sound and bts was completely different from that i do feel that's a bit and as a person who only currently stands bts i do feel that that's a bit um it, it kind of discredits other groups and artists who do work hard and produce their music like why is this idea of like maybe this is more of a philosophical question, but why is the idea that you sit alone in a room and produce a song entirely by yourself more legitimate than like a team-based process? I mean, because even in the U S that's not how pop music is written. 
You can read yeah. any article and find out about like songwriting camps or like retreats that songwriters will go on and they'll like write a song as a group. It's like, I mean, <laughs> I guess you could say that like certain artists in the West get shaded for this all the time. Like, oh, they don't write their own songs, but like, I just, I don't know. I find that interesting, but I think saying like BTS is the only one that writes their own songs. Like they might've had a different level of involvement, but I think it's maybe emphasized more than is entirely true. It's not like Namjoon is responsible for, or Suga or J-Hope or whoever is like writing the entire song by themselves, fully producing it by themselves and like not running it past anyone else. I mean, yeah. even, even if they're 80% or 90% involved, they're still other people yeah i i think there's maybe maybe some ignorance on the part of some people who are presenting this argument that bts wouldn't be k-pop because of you know their how involved they are in their music making process they're i don't know like are you assuming that like you said, American artists or other pop artists have full and total involvement in their music making because they don't. Like, and does that make them any less pop or does it make them any less of an artist because they don't write their own music in their own song? Like, I, I don't know. I guess yeah. if you are talking about it in the sense of rap and hip hop, that is always something that is an argument in like the hip hop community of whether you as a rapper write your own lyrics <laughs> and does are you a rapper if you don't write your own lyrics which is always a debate but i feel like people aren't even thinking of bts in that sense of like a hip hop context i guess in the beginning yeah, they were they were but now like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of not really seeing the connection of them, whether they write their own lyrics or not, and whether that makes them K-pop or not. <laughs> and maybe part of that too, that whole like DIY ethos, is part of the. Are they? Are they hip hop? Are they pop? Are they K-pop? Are they not? Like, as they grow their production will inevitably change as they get more songwriters or producers or whatever. So I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. So like the next question was, let's read it. How does BTS fit or not fit into the de this definition of K-pop, which is basically what we've been reading. Um, yeah. That, the only reason that we're kind of having this conversation about whether they're K-pop or not is because this is kind of like a Western argument in itself. Like for the most part, the people that are bringing this up about whether they're K-pop or not are like Western fans. And yeah. they kind of feel like we have to, we have to protect BTS from like the negative commentary, the like prejudice that Westerners have against BTS not so much I'm, about whether they're having this conversation like in Korea or not. Like there's these generalizations about what K-pop is because whenever people talk about K-pop, they want to talk about the dark sides of K-pop and whether, you know, like, are they in slave contracts? Um, you know, are they like basically being abused and like not fed and they're on these strict diets and they get plastic surgery and, you know, they're the company, they're just pumping out groups, like, you know, like they're robots or something like they're, it's always some kind of like negative thing that's associated with K-pop. So I yeah. think that that's why BTS fans want to try and separate BTS from K-pop so that they don't, so that they're not othered, that they can just be included yeah. in the conversation as they should be. So I totally see where they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm really conflicted, honestly, because I kind of see both sides. Like if you're talking about I remember a couple weeks ago we were talking about Spotify stream numbers and like 
50% of all K-pop streams on Spotify or BTS or something. It's some insane amount. And when you look at the numbers, like even in big hits corporate briefing from like a month or two ago, because I have no sense of time anymore, like most of their revenue is from BTS, right? Um, They have other stuff in the pipeline, but so you know, from a numbers perspective, you could say maybe that they've exceeded the limits that other K-pop artists face, but that's also, like, why do other artists face that limit? Much like my Grammy conversation, like, why do you have a cap on what you expect that these groups can do? I guess the other thing I would say, and you kind of touched on this, and I'm really glad you did, is where did this come from? I think it started out that people on Twitter, like fans of other groups were coming to ARMY and saying like, BTS isn't K-pop. Or, you know, like, it was kind of like a clapback fan war type of response of like, yeah, BTS isn't K-pop, you know, and like, I think it's kind of grounded sometimes in a sense of superiority, which like my ARMY ego is huge. I'm not calling anyone out for this, right? But just like, Mm -hmm. I think that kind of like funny tongue in cheek response of like, BTS isn't really K-pop is kind of based in as you pointed out the obstacles that they faced before and kind of a defensiveness Mm -hmm. um as you pointed out especially in the west well because that's the thing that like they would try and say that bts isn't k-pop and then when bts started getting like super successful then it was like no bts is k-pop why are you trying to exclude them (laughs) so it was like i totally like feel where fans are coming from like you didn't want to consider them k-pop before but now you want to when they become big and they have success and yeah you know (laughs) like so i totally get that i don't know if i ever subscribed to that bts wasn't k-pop um yeah I felt like they are and like there shouldn't be anything negative surrounding that. It's the box that people keep trying to put them in, whether it's coming from K-pop fans themselves or it's coming from like Westerners putting these negative connotations on what K-pop is and like who BTS are. Like that's the real issue is, is that we keep trying to confine them to these things that don't need to exist. And I think one thing that Yoongi said that kind of fed into this when he was like, BTS is the genre, and people like took that and ran with it, you know? And I think yeah. it was more like about that experimentation and like mixing different sounds, as you pointed out on Fallon yeah. Week and not being set to like a preconceived no- notion, I guess. But again, it's more like what people have in their mind when they envision K pop. Like, from that perspective like you were talking about are these individuals who participate in the idol trainee system being considered like are they being taken advantage of are they being adequately paid are they being adequately fed etc etc like I mean okay first of all I would like to say it's not like bad things don't happen in the west just because we have a different system doesn't mean that like the trainee system is inherently inferior but what I will say is I think BTS took everything that comprises the, or I should say Big Hit, not BTS. Big Hit took everything that comprised the idol system and stripped away some of the limiting factors, at least in the public eye, right? We see that there's no trainee debt. Uh, they view that as an R&D expense. Um, you know, there's no like dating bans or weird, from the Western perspective, like weird social controls, right? There's no like trainees become shareholders right like you but you're still going through the trainee system they're finding people who have talent at a young age they're going through the trainee system they are involved in this image training or you know somehow prepared to then produce k-pop albums bts releases like usually an album or two a year right not including side projects singles other things like that like they have this crazy output because they're part of a system that's like super I guess you could say vertically integrated and like they I mean you could say they churn content out like other groups there's just less group 
So, I mean, I think they are following the K-pop model. Like, I don't have any other physical albums. I don't get as much from albums in the U.S., right? Like, mm-hmm. I love Bonnie Bear, but my Bonnie Bear CD came in, like, a paper sleeve. And the CD can fall <laughs> at the end of the paper sleeve. Like, I'm not getting high-quality photo books. I'm not getting all this other interactive content with Bonnie Bear, right? The only time I interact with Bonnie Bear's music outside of listening to the CD that I have is, like, going to a concert. Right. So, anyway, BTS K-pop because of all of these things. That's what I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like... No slander to Bonnie Bear. It's just a different model. Yeah. It's like they they are in some ways and in some ways that they're not I guess like one of the um contributors was I guess pointing out how like the themes that are in typical k-pop songs or in k-pop music videos that they they like try to separate the viewer from any connection to reality so like their themes will just be very superficial usually they're like about love occasionally self-motivation they say but they're like not really talking about much the music videos are just kind of like fantastical and whimsical and just completely like out of this world but you know bts talks about more like real world issues that are more personal to the person listening to it because they're speaking about their own experiences which helps us to relate you know, to them that they're talking about more darker subject matters and topics. Um, <clears throat> like we all know that BTS songs can get like pretty dark and deep. <laughs> or I mean, people were hit. even laughing at the Savage Love remakes where Jason Derulo is like, "I want your love," and he's like, "Love is ephemeral." Like, okay. exactly. So it's like certain things like this separate them, right? But then also at the same time, they have things that are exactly like the k-pop model like you you were just saying and i think there's also this misunderstanding about american pop music trying to make it seem like american artists aren't produced in the same way that they're not manufactured (laughs) or or you know that there's not like tons of them in some company and they're just kind of like pumping them out like that's kind of what the music industry just does. And like, where do you think like the Korean model came from? I'm pretty sure it came from like Western models that were already set up and created and they just took it and did their own thing with it. But I mean, like these artists in the U S are also under like what you probably would consider a slave contract or just like really awful contracts um yeah Um, I can think of a few right off the top of my head yeah like how many stories have we heard and maybe people having this argument haven't heard of it but like artists that like don't get paid you know they'll like go and they work and they get all of these like super fancy things and they look like they're having like a great life but at the end of the day they're like dead broke you know (laughs) or or even people that like can't get money because their parents or some manipulative manager controls their earnings or their ability exactly. to, you know, like take control over their own finances or other artists yeah. who are literally in abusive relationships with some of their producers because that individual holds power over them. Yeah. Like, I, I think this conversation is just like <sighs> Westerners trying to other anything that's not like what we know, anything that's not, I don't want to say just American, but usually it's Americans mostly having this conversation. Like anything that's like not American and not pertaining to like what we know in American culture, then that's automatically like othered. And we have to like project these like negative things about it where we're like sitting here doing the same thing, if not worse, (laughs) you know, like, We're just basically trying to, like, separate them so that they can have, like, their own achievements, but make it seem like it's got nothing to do with us. Like, creating K-pop categories, basically, just to satisfy 
you know, their achievements and satisfy the fans that are asking for them to be included. But like, no, we don't, we don't want a K-pop category necessarily. We want them to be included in the best pop like everyone else is, which like historically these categories have been like very white, which is why categories like best urban or like best Latin comes about because they don't really want to include them and these achievements that they consider to be basically american and white like i don't know how else to put it but yeah, yeah like and again pre- like even going back to you know your commentary about like you know bts writes about mental health or bts writes about different things like why is it that other k-pop artists don't or can't or you know i mean maybe they don't i'm not saying that's not true but i don't know I guess what I'm saying is I feel like rather than is BTS K-pop or is BTS not K-pop, I feel like they're redefining what K-pop can be. They're changing the metrics. They're showing people that like all these fake limits about or these externally imposed limits about like you can only write songs about heartbreak or like your dream girl's eyes or something, which like also just one day is great. So let's not slander those songs, right? But like... (laughs) just like or you know oh production teams like don't produce quality music like even stripping away k-pop from that narrative of like teams of people producing is inherently inferior for whatever reason or you know because someone went through a trainee system for five years their manufactured product well maybe they know not to wear cargo pants on tv okay like i'm just saying like (laughs) i think BTS and Big Hit kind of like stripped away a lot of the negative and left the positive. And the reason that they're able to break through is because they're showing people, you know, maybe outside of Korea, I can't again speak to the Korean perspective, not just in the West, but just outside of Korea of like, you don't have to be, you know, white, you don't have to be English speaking, you don't have to only write songs about love. This is not what K-pop only is it can be this like many multifaceted thing with influences from hip-hop and r&b and influences from like reggaeton or like latin music in general you know there's many different influences that bts takes from all over the world so i kind of feel like yes they're k-pop they're just not the k-pop that you and me and other people previously thought of yeah definitely agree 100 percent Anyway, we're at our hour limit. Do you have any final no. thoughts well, you want to share? Um, no. Other than that, like, this really isn't, like, a battle. It shouldn't really be, like, a battle between K-pop fans or fandoms of whether BTS is K-pop or not. This is a battle, basically, between western gatekeepers <laughs> as usual we should just um, name our, our podcast western gatekeepers <laughs> like yeah. we talk about them on the regular yeah about whether they're accepted or not in the west that's basically all it is like the conversation almost becomes pointless because no one can agree on like one certain thing about whether they are k-pop or not or whether they fit into this or not what's the genres that they fit into or not it's kind of just like let's stop boxing people in. And that just kind of goes for not just BTS, but just artists in general. Like, let's just stop limiting these artists to like what it is that they can and can't do based off of a certain genre or, you know, a certain look or whatever it is. Like, let's stop putting these limitations on them and just like focus on the artists, focus on the music, focus on the work that they do, the things that they put out. yeah (laughs) so i think we should shift gears to like our funny tweets do you have anything in mind i kind of already said it basically (laughs) so (laughs) i said it in the beginning basically about like the timeline going like feral over jungkook saying (laughs) the f word because i'm not gonna curse but (laughs) I'm pretty sure we did. We're going to have to go back and edit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
I had my first like army run in in real life in Pittsburgh yesterday. It was fun. I like screamed out my car window like a perv, but it was like, I love your keychain. So they were probably like, not what I was expecting someone to yell out their car window. So I was like very happy. Um, but I saw Namjoon's Weverse recommendation for Social Dilemma, so I watched that last night. So right now I'm in, like, an anti-tech rabbit hole, but it's, like, originally the YouTube algorithm that helped me find BTS, so I'm just feeling, like, very conflicted right now. (laughs) All right, well, we possibly will continue this conversation again next week. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) But, yeah, we, we will see. Anyway. That wraps. I feel like it was a fun combo, though. Yeah, I I think it's definitely like a engaging and intriguing conversation um, to have amongst your peers. Don't go screaming at people on the internet about it, but you know, like (laughs) definitely something that you should go and try and look up and educate yourself about. I think the historical and like cultural context of K-pop is super interesting. Um, I wish I could make a career about it. Maybe I can because it seems like these commentators have so <laughs> maybe i should I go have study faith in you yeah get my like master's and like phd and something related to it that'd be awesome anyway mm-hmm. wrapping up the show thank you for listening and we will see you next week <laughs>